Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Welcome back. So I'm very excited to share an interview that I did today. It is with Bailey, who is in her 20s. She currently lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. She works in politics and she usually works about 40 hours a week. She grew up watching her parents and her grandmother's cooking and she inherited many recipes and cooking techniques from them all. Bailey shares a number of cooking tips for one that I felt were super helpful and great things to keep in mind. She talked about learning new tips and tricks from watching cooking shows like America's Test Kitchen. She talked about finding ways to make cooking for one relaxing and having fun with it. She also talked, we also talked about keeping recipes and meal ideas simple and that helps, you know, the meals kind of turn out better because our expectations aren't so high, but also be able to enjoy the process because it's not as stressful. We also talked about her tip of relying on prepackaged ingredients and prepared foods and that's a topic that's come up multiple times in this podcast. And then also investing in good equipment if you can. And she shares some of the things that she has invested in and has found to be super helpful. Bailey talks about her favorite recipe resource being America's Test Kitchen, which I agree with. It's a fantastic resource to learn cooking techniques, as well as equipment recommendations. She also talks about this ramen that just sounds so good, and I need to make that soon. It is a Thai coconut ramen by Kelsey Nixon, and you can find it on her website. It's also, there's a link in the show notes to that. And then finally, a couple take-home points from our chat. We talked about how nice it is to have friends around or people that you can bring food to when you cook more than, than you can eat, which happens a little bit more than I'd like to admit, but it's something that we all experience when we're cooking for one. And she talked about how rewarding it is to share that with others. She also talked about how cooking for yourself is a great excuse to experiment with both recipes and techniques. And I agree with that. And we had a, a, a fun chat about that. And then also the ability to play around with ingredients that you have on hand, how to she treats it as an experiment, which I think is a great way to look at it. And then also how it's okay and, and productive actually to give yourself permission to eat out. So let's just dive right into the interview today. Hi, Bailey. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, I'm glad I can chat with you. Me too. Thanks so much. So let's just jump right in. Tell me a little bit about eating um, as you were growing up and any relationship with food or anything that you'd like to share. Yeah, for sure. Well, I am a major foodie and I feel like I have been all growing up as well. So um, I feel like I've always had a pretty good relationship with food and I think the greatest thing is just um, how much food and family are so interconnected. At least that's really been the case for me. And um, I have two grand grandmothers who are amazing cooks, and I've learned a lot from them. And they have their signature dishes that they always um, 
cooked for us and my mom has like a few she made spaghetti a lot and that still to this day is just one of my favorite like comfort meals um and then my dad is also a really good baker so he baked bread a lot growing up and still he still does and um different treats and sweets and that type of thing so I've always just loved um cooking and loved trying different foods and I think that a lot of that came from just growing up with so many great cooks around me and getting to um, just eat and enjoy all of their creations and then um, getting to do a little bit of cooking myself growing up as well. I loved um, and still do actually. <laughs> I love cooking shows. Um, I love just learning different recipes and seeing how people like just watching other people cook. <laughs> and so that has actually helped me, I think, become a good cook um, as I've grown up and now like making my own meals and my own food, um, just learning different tips and tricks and things from watching TV shows. I used to, when I was little, pretend to be on a cooking show and make something and like go through like if it was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you know like okay now we're gonna do this and that like anyway so that's kind of like a funny thing but um it, I think really that has helped me just love cooking and love food all growing up and um trying new foods and getting to help in the kitchen with my family has just kind of instilled this love of cooking for me and um, so yeah. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for sharing. So do you have any favorite family recipes? You mentioned that your mom would make spaghetti a lot and, and that has a lot of yeah. good memories. Any other recipes from any other family members? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a ton <laughs> <from> different. <laughs> or a I couple of your like, favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my mom makes, um, spaghetti. She does a homemade spaghetti sauce with meat in it. And like she gardens a lot. And so, She'll use fresh herbs from her garden, and so that is definitely a favorite of mine. Um, I'm trying to think of, there's so many different recipes um, that kind of my family uses a lot. Um, my my one of my grandmas, she she's an amazing cook. Well, they both are, but um, she would always make popovers have oh. you yeah a, I, I don't even know how to describe it it's kind of like a roll but it's kind of like an eggy type mixture but that was always something that was like a treat if we were going over to grammy's house um and making popovers with her and that type of thing so we we have her recipe for that and um, and my my dad makes french bread that's kind of one of his specialties. So oh, we've yeah. got a really good like family recipe for French bread that we all have tried to recreate, but it never works out as well as it does when <laughs> um, when he makes it. But anyway, those are just like some things off the top of my head. One of the things that my my nana, which is my dad's mom, makes that is something um, special for our family is well, two things. There's one. It's a pear pie. So oh. She'll make it's kind of like an apple pie, but with pears, which is really yummy. And then we also make, um, one of our family traditions is a couple times a year, we make able skeevers. Oh, I, little, like, yeah. Pancakes. 
so that is like every New Year's day we'll go over to Nana's house and have able skivers together with the whole family and that type of thing. So we're not Danish. I don't know why that became our family <laughs> tradition, but it is, and it's a fun one. So uh, that's probably more than you needed to know, but those are just some fun off the top of my head family recipes I can think of that um, have become favorites. Oh, that's really cool. I So my mom got me an Abel Skeever um, pan for Christmas a couple years ago, and I don't remember if we ever really made them. But then fast forward, oh gosh, like pretty soon after that, I had a roommate moved in, move in who was from Denmark. And so we mm-hmm. made up, we made Abel Skeever's, Abel Skeever's with her. And oh, that was really fun. Cool. They're so good and they're really easy too. Yeah, yeah, nice. super fun. Yeah, but it, it's just really cool to hear other or everybody's, you know, like family recipes and the foods that they like to make and share with each other, and and those recipes that just get kind of passed down. I'm sure those have been made by many people, and um, each of them a little bit different depending on who's making it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you also talked about favorite cooking shows. Do you what what cooking shows did you love or do you love to watch now? Yeah, so I am a big fan of America's Test Kitchen. Yeah, me too. Don't know if you're familiar with that one, but that one is probably my favorite. I love. I'm not as big into like the competition type food shows. Mm-hmm. I like when they are actually like teaching you how to make something and cooking in front of you. And so I really like America's Test Kitchen. I get a ton of good ideas and tips and like equipment ideas and things like that from from them. So I love all of their stuff and have and use some of their recipes as well. Yeah, so that's the main one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that one as well. It's so it's so practical because I think I don't know if this is your experience or your feelings about those cookie like the competition ones. Because <laughs> when yeah. are you ever gonna make anything on there? You know, <laughs> it's true. They're either like way intense or they're like these cakes that are insane that you would never make for real. I mean, I, I should yeah. say I would never make like seeing those does not give me inspiration to make them. No, definitely not. Yeah. And I, yeah. So I, I love America's test kitchen as well. And, um, Christopher Kimball, who is the chef who started that magazine. Um, is that what it started out as? What? Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. he, he has a new, magazine and I guess brand called Milk Street. Have you heard of that before? I have. I've heard of it. I haven't really looked into it or watched any of it or seen the magazine, but it looks cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. I've, uh, my mom really likes it and she makes a lot of recipes from there, but it's, it's, I mean, obviously like, I guess not science-based, but all the recipes have been tested a lot. And the whole point is of it is to be like, you know, learn skills associated with it, but they're more global flavors pared down and like, um, what, how do you say it? So they're pared down and like to make in the U S essentially. So yeah, if you have a chance to check those out, I highly recommend them. It's, it's really good. Cool. I would love to, I love that kind of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about more cooking and specifically cooking for one. So you already talked about how you like to cook. Do you like to cook for one? I do, but it's hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a special set of challenges when it comes to cooking for one, isn't there? 
Yes, there is. Um, I find that I always end up making way too much and, uh, I end up with leftovers for a week and I get sick of eating the same thing over and over again. So. Yeah. I mean, it, if you were to find one recipe online, likely it's going to be for four to six people. And that in itself is for like three to four meals. And that's half of your meals right. for the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think one thing that I've learned about cooking for one is that in those situations, it's nice to have friends around or people that you can bring food to or share it with. And Mm -hmm. like, that's what brings me a lot of joy as well. I love cooking so much. I cooking for one, I enjoy and I enjoy cooking for myself. Um, but it's fun too when I can cook and then get to share it with other people as well. So I try to do that when I can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really common, uh, experience or sentiment with people who are cooking for one that they, they, those who like cooking, it's usually for other people. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, understandable because as you talked about with your experiences with cooking growing up, like it all, it all revolved around family. And I would imagine a lot of those, uh, those bakery items, all of those things that you would eat, were, you know, you ate it with a family. And then when you're yeah, cooking for, sure. for one, it's either you're eating by yourself or you're making that for yourself and maybe eating with roommates or, or whatever. And so it's just a totally different experience. Yeah, it is definitely. So it's a fun one. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything that you enjoy about cooking for one? Any, anything that you've learned that you enjoy? Yeah. Well, I really do like trying new recipes and when you're cooking for one person, it kind of in some ways makes it easy because I don't have to try to please someone else or what they like or don't like. I can experiment a little bit more Mm. and know that it won't do any harm for anybody else for me to kind of try things out. I feel like I am the queen of looking in my fridge and just throwing some random stuff together that I have left over and like seeing if I can make it into something that will turn out decent. (laughs) So that's kind of fun. I mean, I almost treat it like an experiment or like a kind of an academic experience, (laughs) I guess, in some ways. So I do like that. And in some ways, it really is kind of relaxing for me. I enjoy it. And it just gives me a chance to unwind and focus on creating a good meal or something yummy to eat. It just can help kind of me relax and take some time for myself and to think. I think that's what I enjoy most about cooking for one. Yeah. And like you said, it kind of takes the, um, it's, it's easier for it to be relaxing because you know, it doesn't have to be done at like exact time, you know, unless you have other things going on. And yeah, yeah, I mean, if it doesn't turn out exactly how you expected it, like you don't have anybody else there to complain about it. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) But yeah, I have really similar experiences with that. That's how I cook as well. I really, it's kind of, it's a fun challenge. And I think it also, there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, but I do, yeah, I do the same thing. We'll go through my fridge and see what I can throw together. And I don't know if you have the same experience, but a lot of times like it turns out pretty good because they're just simple meals and, and you know, I don't have any expectations. Maybe that's part of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've definitely found that to be true as well. I think Sometimes I surprise myself that I'm like, wow, I didn't expect this to be great, but it does. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It always works out pretty well. And I think you're right. It's a lot because I just try to keep things pretty simple 
and um, just kind of go with it and see what happens. And I am not a picky eater at all, so I will eat it anyway, <laughs> whether it tastes perfect or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the last times that I've had to throw anything away. I mean, I, 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 I might suffer through it, but it's not like something to make me throw up. I don't know if you yeah. feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's put that into like practical terms. So what does your normal week of eating look like? Yeah, it, it really kind of depends. Um, I probably eat out more than I would like to admit, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially since I just told you I love cooking. Um, but being in a job where that's really based a lot off of relationships and building um, good relationships with people, I that's a big part of like food and going out to eat and working over a lunch or something like that is pretty typical. And so um, I eat out a lot just for that reason at work and mm-hmm. making sure I have like those professional relationships. Um, so I'd say most of my lunches are either leftovers from what I've made or um, going out to eat. Um, I'd say a typical week I would eat. I'm a big like yogurt and fruit person in the morning or granola or something like that. So that's like something pretty quick that I can put together and grab and go. Um, Those are usually like my breakfast and then dinners are really simple. I'm, I'm also lucky that I have family pretty close by. And so I usually like to eat with my family once or maybe twice a week as well, which is fun. Um, And if I do make dinner, it's usually something pretty simple, just like we talked about, something that I look in my fridge and see what I can throw together or like sandwiches and wraps are kind of one of my (laughs) go-to dinners because it's easy. Oh, yeah. And you can just mix and match a lot of different flavors and things like that. So I don't know. I'd say that's kind of a typical week for me. That's great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's, it's always interesting to talk about eating out because I think like 99% of the time, anybody that you ask would be like, well, yeah, I eat out this much. And I know that's like more than I want to do. But I think, you know, and as you talked about, I think there are some benefits to it, whether it's, you know, like making your life a little bit easier or treating yourself to, you know, a meal that, you know, at a restaurant that you really like or getting together with friends or family members or, you know, building relationships or networking at work. I mean, it's all there's a lot of benefits to that. And I think. I don't know about your your feelings about this, but I feel like we're so quick to say that cooking at home is the only way to go. And then anything that's not that is like, you know, like less than. And I think I think we're kind of narrowing down our focus in a way that's not so helpful. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I really like how you said that. That's something that I haven't thought about in that way before, but it's true. Um, I think especially when you're cooking for one person, it can be easy. At least I guess I should speak for myself. It can be easy for me sometimes to get down on myself. Like, why am I eating out this much? You know, I need to like 
get it together and start cooking more, whatever it is. But um, just like being forgiving of that and realizing that it's not like good or bad, that there are a lot of benefits to both. And um, I can still be healthy and eat out every day. (laughs) And there's just like ways to make sure that I'm like having balance in my life with everything, obviously. Um, And for me, it's so much of a social thing um, and just another thing that I enjoy. Like I said, I'm a big foodie. So along with my cooking shows and my um, love for cooking, I also love trying new restaurants and going with friends and like trying just some local places that I love and that type of thing. So I think we just have to be forgiving um, of ourselves and realize that it's not bad to go eat out and it's just more about having a good balance and um, making sure that we're open to all different kinds of of food and feeding ourselves in good ways and it doesn't matter if it's eating out or if it's cooking cooking in. Oh, I I love that. I totally I totally that resonates with me a lot. I think yeah, like you said it's so easy to get down on yourself, but like at the end of the day, I feel like eating um or f- like whatever method that you choose to feed yourself, like the priority I guess, again, in general, is to make it easy. And sometimes that's going to be throwing something together at home, and sometimes that's going to be grabbing something out. And, exactly. And then, you know, making it taste good, however that's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, eating is just so much more nuanced and complicated than we tend to give it credit. And this not in a bad way. It just There's just a lot more to it than just feeding ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. That is, Yeah, I totally agree. So back to cooking. Well, or I guess, again, this is generalized. So do you have a go-to dinner? Um, well, I mentioned I like sandwiches and wraps a lot because you can oh, yeah, do yeah. so many different things. Like you can put in different protein or veggies or like make a sauce or something for it. So that's one of my go-tos. Um I'd say another one that I really like is I, there's this great recipe that I learned um, a couple years ago for ramen, not Ooh. like top ramen, but like legit ramen. It's like a Thai ramen. Okay. And that is one of my favorites that I've been making a lot um, just because it's so yummy and flavorful and it's pretty easy to make, but it the flavors are complex. So I feel like it's more gourmet than it really is, but <laughs> then it takes uh, effort to make. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, that's another one of my go-tos as of late for mm-hmm. dinner. So tell, tell me, how do you, how do you make that? What do you, what goes into this ramen? That sounds really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll have to share the full recipe with you. Um, it is a Thai ramen. So you get, um, some jalapeno and ginger and garlic and you kind of bloom those and then you add in um, chicken broth and coconut milk and some sriracha if you want some heat in it Mm -hmm. and kind of make this broth it becomes super flavorful um, with just like those few really simple ingredients wow and then you add in like different veggies you can add in um, some cabbage and peppers and I'm trying to remember what else is in it. Cilantro, obviously, and chicken. And then you add in just plain old ramen noodles into it and let it um, 
let it kind of all sit in there together. <laughs> and, um, and then you put lime over the top of it and more cilantro. I'm not explaining it very well, but it's really good. And no, <laughs> you're explaining it well enough to make me like, okay, well, what I was planning on dinner tonight is not good enough anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds really good. I love Thai food. It's, it's, me too. I think my favorite type of, of food for sure. That sounds really good. Oh, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. So, um, now let's get into like the super practical stuff. <laughs> so hey. do you have any, let's get into like tips and things. So do you have okay. any favorite cooking or meal hacks that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some that have been really good for me. Um, I think one of the things that I've learned about cooking for one is being okay with pre-packaged or like individually packaged things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they cost a little bit extra, but the convenience and the ease of that for me makes a big difference. It's It might be worth a couple extra dollars or an extra dollar just to have it be already ready to go like the salad kits that you can get, things like that's like a go-to lunch a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, just like being okay with pre-packaged things or like individually packaged things, it helps me like portion things out better. And so that's been something that I've, I think, learned over the years cooking for one is just um, spending an extra dollar or so and getting the like individual hummus cups or <laughs> whatever it is just to make life a little bit easier and things that are easy to grab and go. Um, and rotisserie chicken is always the best, a good meal hack. Just you can throw it in anything. So true. Um, <laughs> so those are like a couple of things that I do just to make it easier for me when I'm cooking for myself and eating for myself. Um, especially when I'm on the go so much, it's just better to have things that are easy to, to get up and go. <laughs> that, yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, I just, I was just going to say, and then the other thing that I've realized, um, is that it makes a big difference to have some good equipment. Mm. I got like a good knife and I can't believe that's just made such a big difference in being able to cook easier <laughs> like as having just good equipment to use so again it's worth the investment to get some really good cooking um equipment that you like using and that is practical but also just makes it easier to to cook things that's such a good point. I think I think that is important on a few different levels. I feel like I mean, when you say that, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, yeah, I got second-handed given. How do you say that? <laughs> I, I I got somebody else's knife sharpener, and yeah, after not sharpening my knives for like years and years and years and years and years, that made a huge difference. So I totally relate to that. But I think too, I don't know if this is your experience, but having like good equipment that you can look forward to using again, is just like one more reason to want to get in the kitchen when it might not be as exciting as, you know, some other things maybe. Yes, for sure. That I found that to be, especially in the last year I moved to a new place and um, didn't have room for all of my own kitchen things. And I realized like how much I missed like using my own, (laughs) 
my own equipment and stuff that makes it easy for me. So yeah, it definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Do you have any other equipment that you like use all the time or that you can't live without? Um, I have plenty of things. I think <laughs> one of the, there's like a very specific rubber spatula. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> the, that's like, awesome. I know that's the dumbest thing, but um, the, it's just the best scraper. You can use it for like uh, cooking like scrambled eggs and things like that are good for when I'm baking and that type of thing. So it just like gets every nook and cranny of the bowl when you're trying to get the cookie dough or whatever it is. It's just like a super good um, rubber spatula. So that one's kind of random, but <laughs> no, that that's great. Cause that, that cookie dough is not something to be wasted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Obviously you can tell I've got a sweet tooth. So oh, me too. <laughs> I love a- cookies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's, and it, 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 again, it kind of comes down to those really simple tools that actually make your life easier, you know? Yeah. And, and those are worth investing in and maybe putting a little bit more effort to getting something that really like, again, makes your life easier. Yeah, for sure. Next on my list to get is I really want to get a nice, um, like Dutch oven, to use. They mm -hmm. use them a lot on America's Test Kitchen, but (laughs) they do. And they have a, a YouTube video that I saw where they go through, like they do all their testing as they do and they have recommendations. I think it's a La Crusade is that is what they recommend. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. It's expensive, but again, it, I, I don't know. It just makes cooking more fun and enjoyable when you're using like good quality equipment. I don't know. It just makes it more fun and simple. Yeah, it totally is. And I think too, I mean, and I, I I think cookware is a really good example, but that, that equipment that's made well is also equipment that you can use and pass down and continue to use for forever. (laughs) Cause my, my grandma has some La Crusade Dutch ovens and I, I think she's had them for as long as my dad is alive. I mean, I'm sure that company has been around for forever and yeah, it just lasts a really long time. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. That's great. So two more questions. These are kind of fun ones. Do you, do you listen to music or do any, anything else while you cook? Oh yes. I, I'm always, I'm either listening to music and jamming out in the kitchen or I'm listening to a podcast. Sometimes if I'm cooking a meal, that's going to take a little bit longer to prepare. I'll put on a podcast and listen or a good album or something like that. And just, make that part of the experience. <laughs> that is so fun. I'm the exact same way. So what are you listening to right now? Um, or this past like week or so I'm trying to think what have I listened to? So I work in politics and government. So I listen to a lot of like political type podcasts okay. That's awesome. <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. And then, um, one of my favorite music artists is John Mayer. I'm going to his concert in a few weeks. So I've been oh. rushing up on my John Mayer and listening to a lot of him lately. So. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Also about podcasts, Milk Street has a podcast and I listen to that okay. a lot. I really like it. Cool. That's good. To, I need to get more into food podcasts for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of them. I've learned, I listened to a couple, but that's by far my favorite one. I really like that one. I'm going to have to look into that. That sounds like it would be good. Yeah. Okay. And then last question, do you do anything while you're eating your meals? Um, 
In reality, I probably scroll through my Instagram while I'm <laughs> yeah. eating, which is, again, not not the best. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, listening to music or podcasts while I'm eating as well. Um, yeah, I'd say that's kind of the the main thing. Sometimes it's yeah. just nice to sit down and eat a meal and, again, just gives you time to think and relax and just take a minute yeah. Um, especially when you're eating for one or, or you're eating alone. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it's just nice to let that be a moment to just chill <laughs> after yeah. a busy day or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's a good point. And I think, again, like, you know, I talk to people about mindful eating a lot of the time. And, you know, I mean, ideally you'd be in a situation where you're not doing anything else. But like in reality, I honestly can't think of the last time that I was like fully mindful and, you know, like, you know, addressing how the food tastes and all that stuff. Like that's just not practical. So finding something that you like doing again to look forward to, whether it's music or a TV show or a podcast or just going through on social media, maybe, you know, after a really busy day and using that as a way to decompress, I think that's a really productive thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, a good time for me to to do exactly what you just said. Just have some some time to unwind after a busy day, whatever that might be. It's different every day, but it's it's always a meal time is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I like that. That's like super quotable. A meal time is a good time. I like that. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me, Bailey. Thanks so much for listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the Table for One podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com. Or honestly, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is Nourish Nutrico, and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.